Hey guys, welcome back to News They Ain't Telling You. We have a lot of news today, so let's just get right to it. As I'm sure everyone knows, tragically, eight died in Atlanta the other night. A killer went on a rampage at masseuse uh, salons and eight tragically died. Um, a majority of them were Asian American, so that leads to a lot of questions. Um, the man who killed him, who we won't be showing his face on here because I don't believe that they should get any notoriety um, when these things happen, um, he was arrested and he admitted that he was a sex addict and that is why he went on this rampage and he wanted to kill more. Um, I think that he must have a really good lawyer telling him not to say anything racist because hate crime automatically is a felony and you go away for a very, very, very long time. So other interesting news is that there was a cop who is overseeing the entire ordeal. And he said something interesting the night that it happened. He said something like the guy was just having a really bad day and this was just the cherry on top or something along those lines. And everyone was sort of like, what? That's such a random, weird thing to say. Well, it has now come out that this cop, um, <laughs> he had posted a while back a T-shirt, which he owned, which was calling covid the Chinese virus, which I wonder where he got that from. Um, and a couple other things have surfaced. So there's a second story building with that. I just want to say this, that in this country this year alone, there has been 3,800 anti-Asian racist incidents. So I don't think that this is random. I think we're seeing a rise in this simply because of COVID and prior administrations using the word like China virus and whatever else he called it. So there is a problem there. Um, moving on, uh, John Kerry, <laughs> who is working for the Biden administration, um, he has like a special job for climate something or another. Um, he got caught flying the other day without a mask. So that's a big no-no considering that you're working for the Biden administration and they're trying to get a hold on COVID and they're all about wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. And he was caught not wearing a mask. How hard is it to just wear a damn mask when you're flying commercial? John Kerry. I know he doesn't usually fly a commercial, so that's probably why, but okay. Um, some positive news. The Violence Against Women Act has passed the House 244 to 172. Now it's heading to the Senate to be it expired. I'm going to go into it a little bit more later, but it expired in 2019, and we've been sitting without the Violence Against Women Act ever since, so this is a step in the right direction. Um, President Biden is unsure if we will reach the Afghanistan pull-out deadline. There had been a deadline set by then-President Trump to pull out all troops from Afghanistan, He's getting some type of intel that's saying, shocking, we might not be able to do it. It's a war that we're going to be into for <laughs> generations to come. Um, the IRS is extending the tax filing deadline to mid-May, the first time ever they are doing that, simply because of the pandemic and the effect that that has on every American. So that is some positive news. Don't stress. You guys have a little more time there. Um, the Republicans voted in a secret ballot to bring back what is called earmarks. Earmarks allow members to directly 
say where they want money to go. The reason they said they brought back the earmarks because it's very controversial um, is because they're afraid of where the money is going to go under the Biden administration. And this way they have control, quote unquote. Um, but earmarks aren't as clean cut as that. It's basically you can throw anything into bills now and say this is where directly I want the money to go. And it could be a bill about women's rights and it could be uh, you could put something in there about hunting. You know, so earmarks are controversial for a reason and they've been um, denied for a long time. So they it's funny how they chose to do a secret ballot. Kevin McCarthy wouldn't say how he voted for it. Scalise wouldn't say how he voted for it, um, which those are like your heads of the Republican House. So I think it's funny that they did a secret ballot uh, instead of out there in the open. That should tell you everything that you need to know about earmarks. Um, President Biden says that Russia will pay a price for 2020. He also recently said that, point blank, Putin is a killer. Um, Putin has now responded with basically, uh, you know, be careful what you say kind of thing. And so here we go. What's going to happen? Who knows? Um, the House passed a joint resolution to remove the ERA deadline. The ERA is the Equal Rights Amendment. Um, I'm going to break that down as well a little bit later because it is a very big deal that this has happened so and the fact that it was a joint resolution is really exciting there's still a lot of work done to make the era an actual amendment in our constitution but we're one step closer um 21 states are suing president biden over the keystone pipeline decision um so i don't know how far that will go but i everyone had to know that that was going to come at some point um, the Capitol Police widow um, has called for a January 6th commission that's like a 9-11 commission. Pelosi has also called for that. Unfortunately, it's looking like that's going to be delayed. I wonder why, Republicans. But uh, that's what she's calling for. And she is also calling for her husband's death to be said that he was killed in the line of duty. Um, so we shall see what happens with that. Um, Como is refusing to open a, a vaccine site in a hard hit New York County. Many are saying that it's a political reason and he doesn't, he, his political rival, that's his district. So, but they're really hard hit and they don't have a vaccine site. And a lot of people are wondering why it's very much reminiscent of when governor Chris Christie shut down the bridge, um, because the mayor of the town that it affected most wouldn't endorse him for governor. So this sounds very reminiscent of that. So you can add this on another list of Como's problems. I mean, I think that this is pretty arrogant to do in the time when he's supposed to be clearing his name. So um, that's interesting. Uh, this is really, really interesting. Kentucky is it adopting early voting laws. So it's one of the only states in America right now that's going the positive direction in terms of voting rights. So that was a bipartisan bill. That passed in Kentucky, and it's going to go on for the governor to sign to allow early voting to be extended. So that's a step in the positive direction. A little entertainment thing here. Angelina Jolie is accusing Brad Pitt of domestic violence in their ongoing divorce case. Yes, they are not divorced yet. Um, he, of course, was cleared of child abuse two years ago, which she claimed that he was abusing their children. Um, he was cleared of all charges, so we'll see what happens. This is turning into a very ugly, nasty divorce, um, sadly. So we'll see what happens there. Asian American female lawmakers are set to testify in a House hearing with all of these anti-Asian crimes going on. Um, these lawmakers, which we have a good number of them, 
are going to testify in the house to talk about their experiences and all that. So that's a step in the correct way. Um, Demi Lovato has revealed that she was raped while she was working for Disney as a teenager, which kind of explains a lot of this girl's troubles. Um, She just had a documentary that is going to be out on YouTube and everyone's saying it's phenomenal. And she talks about the infamous, this last overdose and how she want, she's legally blind and she can no longer drive because of the overdose. And she couldn't for two months, she couldn't even see her sister would come and visit her and she couldn't even make her out when she was sitting in the hospital. So she should be thankful that she's alive because that sounds pretty horrific. Um, a judge has dismiss, dismissed the former Michigan uh, governor's attempt to dismiss charges over Flint. <laughs> so that case is going to go forward. And I think that that former governor is in a lot of trouble. Um, I don't know, putting lead in water purposely. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Um, YouTube is dropping a new TikTok-like service in the next month. It currently is already dropped in India. And I guess it has great results. So everyone's excited about that. Instagram, of course, has their Reels, which is like a TikTok-like service. I'm not a biggest fan of Instagram um, Reels because it's only 30 seconds, and that's really frustrating sometimes when you're trying to do something. And it's just not quite the same. Um, But TikTok is an interesting little (laughs) engine that just keeps chugging along even though they, you know, put everyone on lockdown and all that. So I hope that the YouTube one is better because... I would be happy to not really be associated with TikTok, but it's kind of you're stuck there. Um, President Biden is going to send vaccines to Mexico in hopes of help controlling the border situation because we have a lot of people who are coming in and they're saying they have COVID. So because Mexico doesn't have a lot of vaccines. So that is step one in his controlling border situation, I suppose. Um, Almost half of America believes that the filibuster should stay. That doesn't surprise me because the filibuster is a very complicated <laughs> ordeal and most Americans, I feel like, don't really understand it. Um, Manchin mentioned something yesterday about how, because right now they're in talks to just revise the filibuster, um, and he sort of mummered something yesterday about how he wasn't a fan of even just changing it to what is known as the talking filibuster, which is what the president is, a, is now supporting So I don't really know what's going to happen here, but uh, it's going to be very, very hard to pass legislation. So, you know, and Mitch McConnell is still sort of acting like he is the majority leader in controlling the shots. And that's simply because we only have the majority by the vice president's vote. And that's what happens when you don't win more seats in the Senate. Um, Okay, Uh, Republicans blocked a bill to protect the stimulus checks from debt collectors. So the first stimulus check, apparently they put something in the bill where if you have debt collectors, they couldn't claim it. Well, this one, for some reason, it wasn't in there. And then they tried to add it yesterday and Republicans blocked the bill. So if you have debt collectors, chances are you are not getting your $1,400. Um, <laughs> so that's great. Uh, here's another great one. 12 Republicans voted no on the congressional honor of the Capitol Police. Yes, I said that correct. 12 Republicans voted no to not give the congressional honor to the Capitol Police. Um, This is not even a made-up story. This is a factual story. They are upset over 12 words in the bill. 12 words made them vote no to give these Capitol Police who kept them safe uh, a congressional honor, um, which is the highest honor any civilian can get, receive, um, except for the presidential freedom. But... 
12 words decided this, and you'll never guess. Marjorie Taylor Greene was one of them. So that's <laughs> those 12, I think, speak volumes of what's going on in the Republican Party. Um, Steve Corbett, Corbett, I don't want to say his name, Corbett. How do you say his name? Cor- Stephen Corbett. I don't know. Corbett. How do you- I can't say his name because I'm not a fan of his. Uh, the host, the talk, the night host. I can't. Corbert. Corbert report. There we go. Okay, there you go, guys. Um, he said last night that President Biden is badass for calling out Putin. And I agree. However, I just want to say, did you say that when Hillary Clinton said it straight to Putin's face that he was a fraud and that he only won by fake elections? I remember the interview. She was Secretary of State and she was sitting there and Putin was sitting there and she looked at him and she said, you're a fraud and you only win because you stuff ballot boxes. So I think that's pretty badass, actually directly saying it to him. Not not to take away from President Biden taking a strong stand against Putin. That's fantastic. However, Hillary did it first. Um, President Biden spoke briefly with the press on the South Lawn today when he was getting on Marine One, sort of like what Trump used to do. And I kid you not that there was conspiracy theories who said that it was a green screen behind him and that it wasn't real. And then BBC, which is about as factual as you can possibly get, has no alliances to anyone because, first of all, they're from Britain, for gosh sakes. They said, no, no, that's real. He really did go over to the South Lawn and, you know, talk to the press for two two minutes. And it was very brief. It was, I think it was one or two questions. But the fact that we live now in an era where everyone thinks that he's green screened and that it's not real, I mean... And now there's already conspiracy theories because he's going to do a press conference, his first one, on Thursday next week. And there's already sort of like, oh, it's going to be set up questions and it's going to be, you know. So, I mean, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, This is an interesting story. Um, The third masseuse has come forward claiming that Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Houston Texans, forced oral sex. They forced oral sex, them to perform oral sex on him. Um, he, let me just give a little background here. He announced earlier this month, I believe, that he wanted out of Houston. He wanted to be traded to another team, which is a very common thing in the NFL. And two weeks later, here we are, and these women come out. And what's interesting about this is they're all lawsuits. None of them are police reports. Um, there's no police charges. There's no police investigation. It's all lawsuits right now. And... Um, you know, the NFL is a dirty, dirty business, and if this is true, if he really did do this, then he should never be allowed to play football, and he should go to jail 150%. Um, I just think the timing of all this is very, very interesting. He announces that he wants out of his contract. Houston didn't see it coming, and now there's these women who are coming out um, and saying that this is happening, and they don't go to the police. They go to lawyers. And they have lawsuits. And listen, there were other cases where this has happened, like Michael Jackson. They never, a couple of the parents of the children never went to the police. They just went to, you know, but they definitely wanted money. And that was a whole different setup system. However, this is just really interesting. And I think what it exposes is how, I don't know. I mean, I just think that believe women absolutely 100%. Um, I don't want these women to be seen as anything other than victims if this is if this is proven to be true. I just ask myself of the timing of all of this and I just think that the NFL like I said is a very dirty business 
and it is a business. I love football. I love football so much, um, but I love the game of football, but I have awareness of how dirty and disgusting the NFL can be. So this is an interesting story to keep track of, and um, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. And again, if this is true, then he should never play football again, and he should go to jail 100%. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. So that will unravel. I just thought it was interesting to add that in because um, interesting times we're in. So I want to get into the Violence Against Women Act and the ERA, so let's do that. Okay, so yesterday, very big day, the House, like I had said earlier, um, reestablished the Violence Against Women's Act. It passed. Uh, 172 Republicans voted no, by the way, and uh, I'll get into that a little bit later. So it expired nearly two years ago. It expired in um, February of 2019. Um, McConnell refused to ex- extend the act because of the boyfriend, what's called the boyfriend loophole. Um, So basically in this act, husbands lose their right to own a gun if they are charged with domestic violence, but boyfriends do not. And so Kolbachar and one other senator said, there's a boyfriend loophole here. Let's get rid of the boyfriend loophole. Easy. Not so much. So a little background on this. The act was passed in 1994 with massive bipartisan support. Um, Then Senator Biden sponsored the bill. It's his baby. It's his one real big accomplishment in the Senate. Um, It was reauthorized in 2000 and in 2005. No problems. 2012, Republicans refused to extend the bill due to coverage of same-sex couples. And then it finally passed in 2013 and was extended. And then it expired in 2018 due to the now infamous shutdown between Pelosi and Trump. And it was short-term expanded in 2019, but expired a month later. So Senator Feinstein and Senator Ernst tried to get the bill passed, but it officially died in November 2019. I do want to add this, that Senator Ernst is a domestic violence survivor And that is why she was teaming up with Feinstein. And when it dropped, she said she had hopes that they could pick it up again in the near future. Feinstein has been trying almost every other week to get it back on the floor, back on the floor. And McConnell would have nothing to do with it. So now here we are. It's heading to the Senate once more in hopes of passing. The boyfriend loophole is still in there. Now, just so everyone knows, the Violence Against Women Act, was crea- it creates and supports cost-effective responses to domestic violence, sexual assault, dating violence, and stalking. Stalking was added in more in-depth, I think, like in 2005, and it's been extended every, every time such. Um, just so everyone knows, it does not cover honor killings, sex trafficking, or forced child marriages. So overall, it's a great bill, but it's only step one. We still have further to go. We keep finding loopholes and things that they need to fix. So the fact that it even expired and it had all this time where they could have been working to include child trafficking or include child brides or any of that is tragic to say the least. And the only thing that is holding this bill up is the boyfriend loophole. Now, someone has to explain to me that if a man is tried for <laughs> domestic violence and your live-in boyfriend has a gun, why he's allowed to keep his gun, but if you guys were legally married, 
how that all changes and why the Republicans are okay with the husband losing the guns but not the boyfriends. The same acts were done against women, violence against women. So some Republican, I would really, and I genuinely mean this, if they can please explain to me what this big difference is and why they're fighting so hard against the boyfriend loophole. So it is going to be a journey to get this thing passed. It is not signed, sale, delivered. So I say to all of you, um, please know, like I always say to you guys, know who your senators are. Now that it's passed the House, the House representatives don't need to be called, but your senators need to be called. And this can make or break this bill. Every day that this Violence Against Women's Act is not in, in set in stone in law, women are more and more vulnerable. And due to COVID, the numbers have hiked for obvious reasons in domestic violence. So this can't wait any longer. So I encourage everyone to please call your senators and let, the, let your voices known. Okay, so super, super, super excited. Um, I'm going to give you guys what I like to call the ERA 101 because most people in my generation, younger generations, they have no clue what the ERA really is and it is massively important. So the ERA is simply the Equal Rights Amendment. Yes, that's right. Amendment, not law, amendment. It is hopes to be an amendment to the U.S. Constitution designed to give legal rights for all citizens regardless of sex, seeks to end the legal distinctions between men and women in matters of divorce, property, employment, and other matters. Fantastic. Amazing. The reason we need this is because according to the Constitution, women are not equal to men. That's a fact. Now, I know a lot of people will say, well, we have the 14th Amendment to protect us. It protects us, but it's not guaranteed to protect us. With an Equal Rights Amendment, we are guaranteed to be treated equal. We are guaranteed to be paid equal. We are guaranteed if you are getting a divorce, you are guaranteed to the same rights as a man. It's guaranteed. It's a big, big deal. Originally, they had seven years to get 38, 38 states ratified. That did not happen. This began under the Ford administration in the 70s. Betty Ford, then the first lady, was a massive, massive support system for the ERA. Yes, as a Republican, as was Rosalind Carter, Gloria Steinem, you know, Shirley Chisholm, all were about getting 38 states ratified, which is what's needed in order to make an amendment to the Constitution, like the women's right to vote. It's exactly what they had to do. But they had this time limit of seven years. They didn't reach it. So now what happened yesterday was the House, led by Congresswoman Jackie Speier of San Francisco, who we are big fans of, she, vote, she got the votes to kill the deadline. So now the deadline is gone. And the Senate will now vote to decide how they move forward. Now, it's not as simple as once the Senate votes, then all is grand. This could be taken to the Supreme Court and handled in many, many ways, just like the women's right to vote was handled in many, many ways and many, many courts um, before we finally got it ratified and we got the amendment to for women to have the right to vote because, oh, yeah, we weren't guaranteed the right to vote. 94% of Americans support the ERA. This is not something that's even remotely partisan. This is massively bipartisan. Just so everyone knows, RBG fully, completely believes with all of her heart and soul in the ERA. 
she had hoped to see the ERA pass in her lifetime because it just simply guarantees that men and women are equal, period. There's nothing else fancy. There's nothing else crazy. There's nothing else. No. So the same way that slavery had to be demolished and put into an amendment to say slavery is against who we are as a country as of this point on, and it is illegal and against our constitution, the same way that women had to fight tooth and nail for decades to guarantee women the right to vote is the same way that all women are saying is we want to make sure that we are acknowledged based on our constitution, which by the way, does not even say the word woman once in the original constitution, that we are guaranteed the same rights as men. This is a really, really big deal. Again, this is a situation of Call your senators and let them know how you feel about the ERA because every single vote will matter in this. And it is going to be a battle as anything should be when you're trying to add an amendment to the Constitution. But everyone needs to know it's just an amendment about equal rights. There is nothing else to it. There is no other angle to this. Women do not make the same as men. Women are not guaranteed the same rights as men. We have been fighting since the beginning of our country when Abigail Adams told her husband in a letter, don't forget the women. Well, clearly he forgot the women because here we are all these years later and we're still battling it. We've only had the right to vote for 100 years, you guys. We've only had the right to have a credit card for 40 years. We've only had the right to own property for 35 years. We've only had a woman justice on the court for 40 years. So let's let's get this done. Call your senators. Tell them that you support the ERA and you want them to support the ERA. This is massively, massively important and everyone should pay attention to this. Okay, so in honor of... Violence Against Women Act heading to the Senate finally and the ERA having a real chance at becoming a constitutional amendment. I thought I was going to have Sam, my handy dandy assistant here, randomly say some feminist names and I'm going to give you one word answer and I'm going to keep it to one word. I'm not going to like ramble on like I tend to do. One word answers of what I think of them just automatically. Whatever comes in my head is what I'm going to do. She's mixed the names around so I have no idea what's coming my way. So let's go, Sam. Maya Angelou. Uh, iconic. I mean, <laughs> Jane Fonda. <gasps> Hero. Angela Davis. Oh, badass. Uh, that's technically one word. I know it's two words, but like, it's okay. <laughs> like I know this one. <laughs> Gloria Steinemann. Uh, leader. Leader. Betty Ford. <gasps> oh. Uh, eccentric. Dolores Huerta. Oh. Um, all I can think of is like massive just massive Shirley Chisholm oh (laughs) um brave AF we'll count that as one word brave AF yeah definitely I did good I only did the one all right Okay, guys, until next time, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And, of course, if you want to listen, you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, you can watch on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Until next time, OG of the HRC, signing out. Call your senators.